We know that this past Wednesday, Warner Media finally allowed Tony Khan to uh, get Mark Briscoe on television, and from here on in, will be allowed to do so in the foreseeable future. But it seems that Warner Media's, I guess you could say, banmanship or banishment, if you will, or banmanship on not just the Briscoes, but anybody in particular, extends you know, well beyond uh, the television shows that they air on the networks, like Rampage and Dynamite. In fact, it extends even into the pay-per-views. Because according to recent reports, recent reports, you know, Tony Khan wanted to get the Briscoes to be Jay Lethal's partners um, at All Out last year. Instead of getting the Motor City Machine Guns, which is a good choice in its own right, don't get me wrong, um, he wanted to get the Briscoes because of their ties to Ring of Honor along with Jay Lethal. But because of Warner Media not allowing that to happen because of the you know, partnership extending, you know, well beyond the network shows, he had to go with the M- with the MCMGs. Now, this is a problem I think any um, any company, promotion, league, what have you, um, has to deal with when they work with, you know, networks and cable channels like WarnerMedia, you know, like Viacom, like Disney, like Paramount, you know, uh, Comcast Universe, you know Comcast Universal, and so on. This is something that they have to deal with. This is something they have to, you know, work around with because of the fact, because of the fact that, you know, when you make a deal, you know, to have your product aired in some capacity, that the people you make a deal with, you know, a part of that deal if you will, is always going to basically give them, you know, I guess you could say final say over what can be seen and what can't. I mean, one of the reasons, and, you know, very obvious because of the sensitive nature, you know, of, you know, the it's, you know, depiction or it's, it's sensitive historical nature based on its depiction is the fact that the Briscoes, and this was one of the main reasons, apparently, one of the main reasons besides Jay Briscoe's uh, tweets from over a decade ago, the other main reason was because the Briscoes had always, and I've seen it myself when I would watch some of the matches uh, when I could, you know, at least highlights of it, uh, highlights of them, uh, the Briscoes would always wear the Confederate flag on their gear. Yeah, they would always do that. They would always do that. And, you know, basically because of them doing that in the past, even though they stopped doing it, you know, over the years, since, you know, the Confederate flag has somewhat become extinct um, in many aspects. But, you know, however, because of that, the However, because of, you know, them doing that in the past, I should say, you know, it was another reason why Warner Media did not want uh, the Briscoes on television. You know, that is one of the other reasons. But, but again, like I said, you know, these are things that when you deal uh, with networks to, you know, uh, have them agree, to have them to agree to have them to agree to air your product, to you know, be your, to be the home base, if you will, of of your 
of your promotion, your league, your uh, franchise that you want to promote. You know, there are certain things that you have to, you know, basically deal with that, you know, you know may may not make sense in the long run, if you will. They may, may not make sense in the long run, but they are things you have to deal with. These are things you have to work, you know, around, you know, you have to work around, you know, to, you know, I guess try to get, you know, try to present a good product courtesy of the network you're being showcased on. And, again, it's not just, you know, like with wrestling, you know. There's a lot of shows sometimes that get stuff pulled due to sensitivity issues or due to the times that we're in now. I mean, I'll give you a good example. As silly as it sounds, you know, and everybody knows about this one. My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. I'm guessing, you know, I'm guessing around, like, what, season two, season three, something like that. They introduced the character uh, that we now know as Derpy. But because she was introduced as Derpy, even on screen, you know, given that name, they instead decided to change it to Muffins. Yeah. Instead of basically, you know, keeping, you know, the name because of the way the character looked, you know, they decided to change it to Muffins. But what's interesting is they didn't change the design of Muffins whatsoever. They didn't. They kept Muffins as her same G4 design all the way through. That's it. You know, and here's what's interesting Here's what's interesting. They never really acknowledged, um, you know, Derpy's new name on screen. I think, well, maybe, well, okay, okay, let me correct myself. I think they did maybe once or twice, but most of the time she would just, you know, be there in a speaking role. And, you know, they might allude to, you know, her name and all that, but that was about it. You know, they never really gave her... You know, a proper introduction, except for that one, except for the beginning of that one episode with Rainbow Dash, and that's it. the The point I'm getting at, the point I'm getting at, basically, is, you know, how do I put this? How do I put this? The point I'm getting at is, even children's shows. Or shows meant for kids, like MLP, FIM, they have to watch what they present. Like I said, Derpy had, you know, had there not been any backlash, you know, based on, you know, the character des- character's design, you know, her personality and all that, and the name to go along with it, then, you know, then obviously, well, one, I wouldn't be talking about it right now, but also the fact that, well, you know, we'd probably get more. We probably would. We probably, excuse me, there would have gotten more uh, appearances by her in the series. That's just you know my opinion, and I do have to correct myself. I think it was actually season one uh, that Derpy made a debut. Again, I'm not totally totally sure. You got to got to correct me on that. I think it may have been Pinky One in Feeling Pinky Keen. I think that might have been it. Correct me if I'm wrong on that. Um, but anyway, 
Anyway, it's stuff like that too that you got to be you got to be careful of. You know, I bring up the fact, you know, in the past that when the whole Oklahoma City bombings and 9/11 situation occurred, that a lot of the Disney Afternoon episodes of various popular Disney Afternoon shows had to be removed due to sensitivity issues, and rightfully so. However, one called A Lean on the Property, which was a Rescue Rangers episode, you know, some might say that's kind of weird why they would, you know, you know, basically uh, remove that since it's only earthquakes and all that. And they're not naturally made earthquakes. They're earthquakes done by moles and all that. You know, yeah, I agree. It doesn't make sense to having that episode removed when they did. But due to the fact that, you know, due to the fact that when you watch the episodes, people don't know what's going on and they're fleeing, you know, because all of a sudden these earthquakes are happening unnaturally, you know, buildings seem to be leaning, getting ready to topple. Yeah, you know, that, you know, especially with what happened at 9-11, because that's when I think this episode really, you know, unfortunately met a fate to where, you know, it was, even though it was temporary, you know, even though it was temporary, you know, it meant a fate that basically was due to sensitivity, you know, sensitivity issues and everything. Yeah, unfortunately, Disney could not show that, you know, for a while, even on their own channel, even on their own channel, because of the backlash it would get. And Disney is a publicly traded company. So Disney has to answer to a lot of investors and shareholders. And yeah, you know, when some of those investors and shareholders and sponsors, you know, see an episode like this, even though some would say it's not, not that big of a deal, to them it kind of is a big deal because of, you know, the memories and all that it might bring, like sensitivity, you know, flashbacks and stuff. Other episodes as well have been banned and from, you know, as part of the Disney afternoon, like Lost Horizons. Now, some might say that was banned due to the fact that it, you know, um, it, it depicted the pandas as, you know, not just Japanese, you know, not just a, I guess you could say a, um, a, a version of the, of the, of the Japanese when they, you know, when they invaded Pearl Harbor and everything, but basically because the episode brought back memories of that exactly happening. However, here's the thing, though. However, here's the thing. You know, that episode remained even after, you know, 9-11, even after, you know, Oklahoma City bombings and all that. It remained on for basically quite some time, virtually untouchable, until recent years. Now, do I think it could make a return to Disney, to you know, to Disney, to Tailspin as part of Disney Plus? Absolutely. I do, because I think what's going to happen is they will put a warning on there that this is very, that there are d- things depicted on there, in there that are sensitive, offensive, and, and will not basically, you know, and will not looked upon, you know, very fondly then, and they're not looked upon now. You know, so you got episodes like that. You got Flying Dupes, which was another one. Then you, then Bonkers had a couple of episodes that I mentioned in the past. New Partners on the Block, Fall Apart Bomb Squad, and those got reinstated. Those got reinstated as soon as they hit the Disney Plus service. But then again, there are some episodes like with other shows, like Darkwing Duck has an episode called Hot Spells, 
and it was only like aired once or twice, you know, on Saturday mornings, you know, during its run on ABC. And I think maybe once when it hit, you know, Disney Channel again. But after those two to three times, it was gone. And it hasn't seen the light of day. And everybody knows it exists. Because there's a lot of people that did record it. But why was it gone? Because of the... Because basically of the plot, the, sens- the sensitivity of it, the plot of it. You know, Goslin making a deal with the devil. You know, you know, here's a kid making a deal with the devil or, or something like that. And, yeah, obviously parents didn't like that idea. They didn't like that direction they were going with it. The, the point I'm getting at, <coughs> excuse me, the point I'm getting at talking about all this you know, as it relates to Warner Media and, you know, the fact that their, you know, their partnership with AEW, you know, extends outside of just broadcasting Rampage, you know, Dynamite and the Battle of the Belts, you know, it shows that sometimes you have to realize what you're getting yourself into. You have to come to the, to the acknowledgement, to the acknowledgement that, you know, yeah, you are you're gonna you are basically agreeing to let your hands be tied when it comes to certain things. You're you know, you're allowing your hands to be tied when it comes to certain you know, uh certain things that can be seen and not be seen. You know. I mean, there's a lot of um you know, there's a lot of other shows out there where you know, the episode will remain, but they will have scenes completely cut due to sensitivity issues. I mean, Rescue Rangers, going back to them, they have like maybe one or two scenes that were cut entirely from the original broadcast. Uh, there's that one episode, um, I can't think of the name right now. It's, I think it's called the Pied Piper Power Play, I think that's what it's called. Where Nimno creates a device, you know, after he gets his power cut off. He creates a device that basically runs, you know, essentially, you know, on not just potatoes, if you will, potato power, but also runs on mice power. And what he does, just like, you know, in the classic Pied Piper play, a, a story, I should say, he creates a device that hypnotizes the mice and even some other rodents you know, into basically going to him and, uh, you know, just being his power supply, you know, going on these wheels and being his power supply and everything. And there's a scene in the episode where we see a character because the Rangers, you know, the other Rangers, Gadget, Chippendale, and Zippo, they're wondering, okay, where's Monterey? He hasn't been back for a while because, you know, he got hypnotized. They have a character that comes in called Mouso. I think it's Mouso. It's kind of like a kind of like a mouse version of Hoppo from you know the Marx Brothers. You know, he comes in. Excuse me, there. He comes in, and since he can only speak like in sign language and noises, just like Harpo did, get you know, get and Gadget has to explain that to, to Chip and Dale. That scene, and he's explaining what's happening. That scene was completely cut, gone. You know, for whatever reason, we don't know, you know, well, we, are, we do know, but it was gone. I mean, when I look at the scene, you know, I'm like, what's the big deal? I don't see no issue with that. I really don't. 
But apparently, because the mouse was deaf, if you will, you know, it was very sensitive to deaf people. So they decided to take that out. You know, there are scenes and moments like that that don't make sense. You know, you know, it's just one of those situations to where even, like I say, if you're trying to broadcast it, even on your own channel, you know, you have sponsors and shareholders and all that you have to answer to. Another instance as well is, you know, they could have you cut things out for time. And because folks get so used to this cut version, you know, they become so surprised about what they see later on when somebody presents to them an extended version or the, you know, OG version, if you will. You know, going back to Disney again, Tailspin's Plunder and Lightning Part 3, the original, uh, two, the original movie pilot that was shown in prime time and even originally seen you know, as part of the four-part uh, showcase on a weekday ba- on a week on a weekday basis, you know, on the Disney afternoon, in part three, there was one sequence that was, to me, it was a be- it's a beautiful sequence, very beautiful. It's one of the more underrated moments from a musical standpoint, you know, for anything Disney-wise when it comes to movies and shows. And that is Rebecca Cunningham singing Home is Where the Heart Is to her daughter, Molly, kind of a lullaby to her. And here's the thing. It's, here's the thing. Sally, Th- S- Sally Thuthers, who's the voice of Rebecca, very well-known a- actress, does a tremendous job. She do- I think it's her that's singing. She does a tremendous job. Beautiful, beautifully, beautifully well done. And everybody knew about this moment. It was that well done. Everybody knew there was more to that scene than just what we got, you know, afterwards. And later on, when, you know, later on, you know, going through the internet and all that, I, along with a lot of other people, were able to download not just, you know, the, um, the pilot movie as it was originally first aired, but along with it, we were able to finally get that moment. We were. We were finally able to get that moment. And because we got that moment, people now are hoping Disney will have enough sense to restore it into part three of the, broadca- of the showing of, home- of uh, Plunder and Lightning on Disney+. Plus. But again, because they have sponsors and partners to answer to, even in syndication, you know, they had to cut. They had to cut that for time restraints, unfortunately. And again, that goes along with the fact that when you make a deal with you know partners, whether the networks like ABC, NBC, CBS, USA, TB, TBS, TNT, Warner, Warner Media as a whole that owns them, NBC Universal as a whole that you know owns, of course, NBC, but also owns you know USA and TBS. I mean, not U, not TBS, but USA and MSNBC and such. You know. When you make a partnership with them, and even those in syndication, you know, to broadcast their stuff, to showcase your stuff, you're basically agreeing to let your hands be tied and having to do what they tell you. 
In other words, it's like you're. In other words, it's like you're basically signing over ownership of your property to them, even though they technically don't own it. That's the risk you take. And going back to the whole Warner situation with the Briscoes and AEW, that's the risk Tony Khan has taken. He has his hands tied. Technically, he has his hands tied. You know. Because of the fact that he can't, you know, do what he, he can't really get, you know, certain things approved without their approval. I mean, yes, I'll give him credit what's due. He worked his damnedest, excuse my language guard, he worked his damnedest to get Mark Briscoe on there. To the point that finally somebody at Warner Brothers Discovery acknowledged, hey, you know, he has a point. You know, those homophobic treats were done over a decade ago, and and this guy has indeed, you know, that's no longer with us, Jay Briscoe, this guy, you know, indeed apologized for it and did all the things they said he did to make up for it. And, and, I'm a, and basically also pointing out that, oh, these guys don't wear the Confederate flag anymore in their gear here because they've learned about the issues with that. So obviously he pushed hard enough and got them to, you know, so obviously Tony Khan pushed hard enough to the point that somebody at that, you know, over at WBD did some research finally and realized what everybody was pointing out to be true or was saying was to be, was true. So, yeah, because of that, now Mark Briscoe is allowed to be on AEW television and Ring of Honor television, you know, for the, for the foreseeable future. And that's great. That's great news. And it does prove if you push hard enough on your partners, your network partners, that maybe, maybe, and hopefully, they will give you an opportunity to, you know, get what you want done, done, and to to get what you want to have happen done, is what I'm trying to say. But, yeah, Warner Media apparently, like I said, their partnership with AEW, you know, and what you know they could allow AEW to have on their programming extends more so uh, than just with extends more over so than just with Rampage and Dynamite. So hopefully, when the new TV rights deals come up and Tony Khan wanting to remain with them, you know, becomes you know a talkative point because obviously they see that you know despite the fact that they may not care about wrestling because I think that I think that's the reality we have to face that they may not really care about wrestling I think obviously they see the profit in it they see the ratings the sizable ratings they're getting from it so my thought process is when so my speculation and thought process is the moment you know the TV rights deals come up in everything in the near future, my thought is this. This is my thought. That Tony Khan is going to try to take what's happened over this past year or so with the restrictions that he's been hit with and try to basically work something out to where there will be less restrictions on what they can do and not do on television with the shows and the pay-per-views. That's what I think he's going to do. He's going to try to make some... Uh, you know, try to make some deals to where there'll be less restrictions, you know, on the shows and the pay-per-views. Maybe even make a deal to where, hey, to where, hey, the pay-per-views are not on your networks, so they don't really have any association with you guys except being distributed by you guys, maybe on home, on physical home media. 
But besides that, you know, they have no, like, real ties to you guys. They're their own entity. You know, maybe you could just let me do what I want to do there, and that's it. Maybe that would be something he comes up with. I don't know. But, you know, again, hopefully he comes up, you know, uh, with some ideas and everything that will, you know, work out a work out a decent deal that will allow them, you know, some uh, some some more freedom in what they could showcase than what they're able to do right now is what I'm trying to say. But but anyway, though, guys, that's all I can really say on all this. You know, I am glad they they did relent and they finally did allow Mark Briscoe on there and you know to be on Dynamite last week and going to be on Dynamite for the foreseeable future. I'm happy they allowed that to happen, and I cannot wait to uh, to see to see again what you know what deal uh, Tony Khan is able to work out in, with these media rights deals going into next year to try to get something new to you know some kind of new agreement between both sides you know I can't wait to see what he does and I'm hoping maybe what he does do is work out a deal that allows them you know less restrictions and more freedom that's what I'm hoping but let me know what your guys' thoughts are how do you feel about the fact that a partner of any kind, like Warner Media, Warner Brothers Discovery, Warner Brothers Discovery, Discovery, easy for me to say. Warner Brothers Discovery Media. You know, give me your thoughts on how you feel about all this. And like I said, a partner like Warner Brothers Discovery, Discovery Media, having more influence outside of you know the net, outside of the shows they you know put on their networks. Let me know what your thoughts are when you you know on. On that and other similarities that I made here, I do apologize if I kind of was a little mumbleish, you know, a little, a little all over the place, if you will, with this. Um, I just woke up a little while ago. I haven't had no coffee yet, so you know, I'm still my brain's still trying to fluctuate, you know, the words to say here um, in this uh, audio video podcast. But again, guys, let me know what your thoughts are. Comment below, and I will talk to y'all later.